Welcome to Fuel for Life. I'm Dan Steep, and this podcast is being brought to you by Revival Now Ministries, Marysville, Ohio, United States. In a moment, I'm going to share part two of a message about giving. The Bible mentions giving 50% more times than healing, and there are 2,000 scriptures that deal with wealth, stewardship, and blessing. That's more than heaven and hell combined. Jesus clearly understood the link between our treasure and our heart. Before we get into the message, you can connect with us on YouTube at Revival Now Dan Steep. Please subscribe and like us there. Also, on Facebook, follow us and like us at Revival Now Dan Steep. And follow us on Instagram also, Revival Now Dan Steep. And to find out more about how we're reaching a million souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ, go to our website at RevivalNow.com. Enjoy the message, and remember... God's not mad. He loves you, and so do I. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's not just a Sunday verse or a Sunday song. Amen. So, uh, again, thank you for uh, joining us today. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to pick up today with uh, a message that I, I began sharing last week. I didn't think it was likely I would get through it, but we'll pick it up today and finish it. Um, it the, the title is Biblical Giving with Corresponding Blessing. So there's a corresponding blessing attached to the various modes of giving that are lined out in God's Word for us. I really wanted to uh, get this message out in January, actually early January, uh, because really, you know, uh, we're giving God our firsts in January. We, we just came through a 21-day fast. It's really like a tithe unto the Lord, if you will, in fasting and prayer. And... Um, you know, understanding and applying the, the principles of giving in God's Word, getting that under your belt, heading into the new year, new ministry year, uh, it's huge. And so I really wanted to uh, get that out in January, but here I am. Uh, it's still technically the, the first half of, of February, I think, or, or really close. Yeah, we're still first half. So I want to get it out there. I guess I'm probably going to have to give serious consideration to up in my game in 2021 and and um, linking up with you all in a, in a second live stream of the week, because there's too much that, that God has put within my spirit that, that needs to get out, and so um, I'm sure that we'll be, we'll be talking about that and rolling uh, something out like that in the near future. So and make sure you say hello and where you're from, as we're glad that you're with us. Amen. Hey, there's my buddy Tom. God bless you, buddy. Glad you guys got to open your, your restaurant back up. I trust it's going good. Been praying for you. Amen. So we're pretty excited. Uh, and, and actually, um, you know, Pastor Richard and I are getting ready to, to take off in just a couple days. For We're going to be gone 42 days doing ministry 
and doing evangelism, uh, serving the Lord in, in uh, three different countries. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, kick it off in Kenya, and we'll leave it at that, but we're, we're, well, I mean, we are excited. The truth is, is that we're, we're buried right now trying to, <laughs> trying to get everything uh, in order uh, for the trip. And, and everything in order here uh, in, a, in our absence. But, again, biblical giving with corresponding blessing. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, we're believing God for big things. Hey, Pastor Donna, love you. This trip would not be happening without her. I guarantee you that. Um, we're believing God for big things in 2021. We're believing God for 10,000 souls that are going to come into the kingdom through this ministry. And uh, we're, so we, we felt led of the Lord to take this trip. Uh, it's not cheap. Uh, anyone has to know that. Uh, and it's not easy. But um, in response to the leadership of the Holy Spirit, we said yes, and we're chasing after it. And you know, our giving matters because we, we need God's corresponding blessing over our lives and over our ministry and over our families as we, as we tackle what I think is, is easily the biggest challenge of mine or, or Pastor Richard's life in ministry. So we're stepping into it by faith, believing. So uh, God is good. Amen, Pastor Donna. And uh, we're excited. We're tired and we're busy, but we are excited because we know we're doing what God has called us to do. So uh, as you get on and uh, say hello and let us know where you're from, I uh, just want to make sure you're aware of the different ways that, that you can connect with us on social media. If you can remember these words, Revival Now, Dan Steep, that pretty much tells you everything that you need to know. You can find us on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Uh, by, by looking up Revival Now, Dan Steep. Um, appreciate it very much. It helps us out a lot. If you would you know, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you would like and follow us on our Facebook page, uh, that helps us out a lot. And, and share our stuff. You can follow you know, the, the latest happenings and, and what's going on on, on Instagram. Uh, and you can also go to, go to our website at revivalnow.com. And you can follow us there as well. In fact, as we're live streaming today, uh, and by the way, I apologize for the technical issues last week for those that were trying to see us on YouTube. Um, you got locked out, um, but we figured out what it was. And when I say we, I don't mean me, but our team figured it out and got it corrected. And so we should be up and running um, on, on both Facebook and, and on um, YouTube. But also... Just a reminder, we're live streaming from our website, RevivalNow.com. Uh, that's really important for you to remember because you just really never know um, how long the various social media platforms will be open and available to us. Uh, if you know anything about us, you know that we're committed to preaching the truth of God's Word, the whole counsel of God, and um, unfortunately, in the times that we're living in, that can be perceived by a, a godless viewer as uh, hate speech. So if anything happens with our platforms, know that you can go to our website, revivalnow.com, and, and you can follow us on our live streams there. Amen. We're also putting out a, 
new uh, podcast every week, every Tuesday morning. It's called Fuel for Life. Sorry, I think I'm giving our team nuts because of the order in which I'm going through everything. I'm being really random today, but um, you get the idea. Fuel for Life is our, our podcast name, and it's available Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and many other podcasting uh, avenues as well. So we appreciate you um, giving us a listen. And share our stuff, please. Uh, share our live streams. Share our podcast. Help us get the word out. We, I believe that, that the rapture of the church, which precedes the second coming of Christ, is going to happen in my lifetime, assuming... I don't die tomorrow, and God's not done with me yet in ministry, so I'm pretty sure I'm not going to die tomorrow. But I believe that if I live a long, healthy life, we will see the rapture of the church occur in my lifetime. That means we've got, uh, we've, we have to have an urgency to what we do and how we do it. And, and we're, we're seeking God uh, for, for strategies, and, and He's opening doors for us and showing us uh, different ways that that we can bring in the harvest of souls because he spoke to me a few years ago and he told me to ask him for a million souls and i won't go into um you know how humbling and uh, how um emotional actually that was for me but it was an encounter and and i've set my face toward that and we're just we're going after it with everything that we have hey damara god bless you we're waiting for that baby to come. I, I think you're overdue at this point. Tell me, tell me when the baby's going to come. We'll see, we'll see what kind of prophetic bones you have in your body. Seriously, give us a comment. Give us your prediction. T- tell us when the baby's going to come so we can, we can see how accurate you are. I sure hope we get to see the, the new baby when, when we're over there with you guys. Amen. If I'm not looking, let me know when she responds. Yeah, so the time is short, and we've got to be about our Father's business. And, and so any way that you can share, help us by, by sharing and, and promoting our stuff, we, we appreciate that very much. Um, we're we're going to... We're, we're heading over to Africa, and we're heading to another country after that, and uh, we're going to pillage hell for souls while we're there. We're, we're going to put a dent in, in the devil's numbers, and um, that's, what, that's why I'm here. That's why we're here, and we appreciate each and every one of you for uh, partnering with us in prayer, partnering with us financially. She said amen, but she didn't give me a date, did she? <laughs> I want a date tomorrow. I mean, not a date with you. I want to know a date that you're predicting that your baby is going to arrive. Be bold. I know that's not, you know, boldness is not your strong suit, but be bold and make a prediction for us. Amen. (laughs) It's a great lady. Wonderful, wonderful, sweet spirit. Appreciate you and your husband, Bishop Moses, more than you know. Amen. So, when you partner with this ministry, uh, every soul that comes into the kingdom through this ministry is credited to your account as well. We take that seriously, and we want you to know how much we love you guys, 
and appreciate uh, everything that you're doing to partner together with us and move this ministry forward to the glory of God. Amen. Well, biblical giving with corresponding blessing. Um, if you missed part one, you can find it. Uh, you know, it's, it's cataloged or whatever you want to call it uh, on, on Facebook as well as um, YouTube. And um, it's even cataloged uh, in, in our, our website at revivalnow.com. So you can go to any of those places and listen to part one. I encourage you to do that because um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time going over what I shared last week. Uh, I will just hit a couple thoughts uh, in, in review. Um, you know, I, I hear people from time to time say, you know, I don't tithe because that's not part of the Old Testament, or because it's a part of the Old Testament law and it's not, you know, in the New Covenant. But if you really pay attention to Scripture, you see that Abraham tithed before the Old Testament law even existed. And, and if you, in Matthew 23, 23, Jesus, I'm not going to read all these scriptures uh, today, but again, you can go back and watch part one from last week. He made it clear in Matthew 23, 23, that um, tithing is something that you, we're supposed to do along with what he called these weightier matters of the law, like justice, mercy, and faith. If you read that scripture with, with an on, through an honest lens, you see that that he's not saying uh, pursue justice, mercy, and faith uh, to the exclusion of tithing. He's saying you ought to do that, but you need to give attention to these issues as well. And again, in, in Matthew five seventeen, he said. I, uh, I don't think that I came to destroy the law and the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So, and, and, and so that, that's really it. Giving is a spiritual endeavor. If you don't tithe, that's not a financial problem. It's a spiritual problem. You've got a trust issue with God. You know, there, there, there can be some kind of a, a pride um, issue where you know, or or just a, a a faith issue, an inability to to trust God in things that you just don't want to trust Him in. So, uh, you know, at bottom line, Satan does not want the church to be rich. She still hasn't given us a prediction, has she? Well, we love you anyway, but we'd like you to play along with us tomorrow. We're holding out for a prediction. Give us a date. Hope I didn't scare her off. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Bishop's over on, on YouTube. Awesome. Amen, brother. We'll be seeing you really soon. Satan wants the church to be poor. He wants the church to be broke. Because if, if the church is poor and broke, then the church doesn't have the influence that God has called the body of Christ to have. Remember, Christ is the head. We're the body, right? We are his church. And Jesus said of his church that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So for this church to be victorious and have influence and impact on the earth like Jesus purposed for us to have, you can't be broke because if you're broke, uh, 
You don't have influence. Um, that's just the way things operate in this world. So, you know, the devil wants to keep people ignorant and broke because then the world system, the spirit of this age, can be in control. But the Bible says in 3 John 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. So I challenge you. I challenge you to give the Bible an honest reading as it, as it relates to the issue of prosperity. Because I don't believe that you can read God's Word uh, you know, without bias. If you just read the Word of God, not footnotes, not any of those things, not study notes in the Bible, just read the Bible for what it says, and you will come out convinced that prosperity is real, that God desires it for us, and that He paid for us to have it. The Bible says that Jesus became poor, that through Him we might be rich. And you, like I said, an honest reading of the Bible will not bring you to the conclusion that he was only talking about eternal life. And I believe that God is raising up a generation of believers that will not shrink back from God's word and will not try to explain away verses like 2 Corinthians 8 9, where Jesus, where, where the Apostle Paul is speaking. He says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Jesus didn't come to meet your needs. He came to, so that you would be blessed. He came that you would have life and have it abundantly. And any doctrine in God's word that you stand for will stand for you. Hallelujah. Still no prediction from our sister in Kenya. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And I encourage you to go back and read through Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 18. Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 18. I'll just read verse 18. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to, to make wealth, to create wealth, in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. Hallelujah. So seven types of giving in the Bible with corresponding blessing. First one's tithing. Won't get all into it. Malachi 3, verses 8 to 12. I will just read this portion. God says, Bring the whole, all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. So this is the only place in the Bible that God says, Test me. He says, See if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine, your vine fail to bear fruit in the field. He goes on to say that all nations will call you blessed. The Bible says that the devil, our adversary, Roars, he moves about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. There is a devourer. His name is the devil. And Jesus said that 
the thief comes, which is the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come that you would have life and have it abundantly. And it begins with the tithe. See, God sets the tithe. The word tithe literally means 10th part. So 10% of your gross income, the Bible says, belongs to the Lord. And if I'm withholding it, then I'm stealing from God. That literally means that to not tithe is to sin. So if we're not tithing, then we don't have the blessing of an open window from heaven of blessing over our life, and we don't have the blessing and the promise of God's word that he will rebuke the devourer for our sakes and keep the enemy. You know, there's more than one way uh, for the enemy to, um, to devour your produce, right? He can do like, like he did. Oh, we got it. We got a prediction. <laughs> She's not exactly nailing it down, but between the 15th to the 28th. So you're waited until we'll be there. <laughs> Amen. Well, we can't wait to see that beautiful child either way. Amen. Whether it's the 15th or the 28th. Um, maybe you'll wait until we're actually in, in Wabuye. Then we can all be there for that great occasion. Amen. <laughs> so, so God promises to rebuke the devourer for our sake. In different ways that the enemy tries to, um, to steal from you tries to devour uh, your produce, the work of your hands. It could be like up in Michigan and other states like that where they, you know, they just shut down your business. Amen? It could, it could be um, attacking your health. It could be attacking your family in these different ways that, that, that suck finances and strength and all those things away from you. So there's, there's, there's many different ways that, that the enemy seeks to come at us, but we have a promise from God's word. When we bring the whole tithe to the storehouse, God promises to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing bigger than we can contain, and he promises to rebuke the devourer for our sakes. Amen. It's all his, and he's only asking us for 10%. And it's not an ask, it's a command. God is the owner, we're the managers or the stewards. Well, let's talk about the offering. The offering. Um, I'm just going to read this piece of 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. What's that mean? That means you get to decide what kind of reaping you will experience based on the kind of sowing that you do. So what's an offering? It's anything above the tithe. Or if you're not giving 10% to God, uh, you're giving something less than that. All you're giving is an offering. You're really not tithe. You can't tithe 7%. You can't tithe 12%. You can't double tithe. The tithe is 10%, and it's set by God. It's set by the Lord. But in the offering, you and I get to set that amount. 
You set the offering because the offering represents your heart, right? The tithe is just good sense. Why, why would I not tithe? Why, why would I, um, you know, choose to go it on my own with 100% of my income when I can go it with 90% with God's blessing and provision and promises over my life? But with the offering, you get to set that because, you know, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So this whole thing with, with, the, with the offering, right, determining how you're going to sow, generously or, or, or bountifully or sparingly, and, and you're going to receive a corresponding blessing. Uh, if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully, right? Because before God gives it to you, he needs to know that he can get it through you. Luke 6.38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your bosom. For here it is, with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Remember, God doesn't need my money. I need God's blessing. I need an open window of heaven over my life and my ministry. All right, let's get into first fruits giving. Proverbs 3, 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. So the promise in Scripture is if you, you and I will honor the Lord with our, our possessions, with the first fruits of our increase, he promises to give us bountifully, right? I mean, we don't like farm and, you know, most of us don't own a vineyard, but he, he promises that if you, if you will honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase, your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. That means your business will be blessed. Your business will prosper. That means your, the promotion that you're seeking in your job is coming your way. That means that God will give you strategies and ideas right, for, for things, you know, to start a business, to invent something, um, to, uh, an investment strategy. Uh, he, he'll, he'll guide you. He'll, he'll, he'll keep you from, you know, those things that are going to suck finances away from you. Ezekiel 44.30 says, The best of all first fruits of any kind and every sacrifice of any kind from all your sacrifices shall be the priest's. Also, you shall give the priest the first of your ground meal to cause a blessing to rest on your house. So the first fruit belongs to the priest. That's where it is to go. It's a biblical principle, not only to honor God with your giving, but to honor a man or woman of God, right? And the way that we do that is by bringing the first fruit unto them. So uh, there is in Scripture first fruit giving that's attached to some of the, the feasts and festivals of the Bible. There's a first fruit offering 
uh, the first fruit barley offering that's attached to the Passover and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's where Jesus is, is um, spoken of in the Bible as the first fruits of the resurrection. And we attach a first fruit offering uh, that's laid out in Scripture to that time. There's also a first fruit offering that is attached to Pentecost. When, when the Word of God was given, the Torah and the Ten Commandments, and also then, you know, when, when, when Holy Spirit came and fell and filled the church, um, there's a first fruit offering attached to that. But you do not have to wait until two specified times of the year to offer your first fruit offering. Here's how, what it can look like. When, when you get a new job, uh, your first paycheck is, is given unto the Lord. Uh, when you get a, a raise, uh, your first paycheck that reflects that raise, that increase, right? That's the first fruit of your increase that goes to the Lord. Uh, that, that's what it can look like. So you don't have to wait uh, till two specified times of the year to give a first fruit offering. You can give a first fruit whenever God increases you. But, uh, you know, bring it to a real minister. Bring it to someone who is doing uh, a sincere work for the Lord. Bring it to someone who is uh, placing a value and a priority on souls coming into the kingdom. Don't just give it to like your uncle or your cousin or your nephew because you know them and, and maybe they're young in the ministry and they're struggling, right? Don't give out of soulish loyalty, but give as directed by the Spirit. Give to uh, a ministry that, um, who shares your DNA. Give, give to a minister that your heart uh, and your priority is linked with. Amen. In doing so, you're showing God that you understand that it's not your own hands that brings you wealth, but it's Him who is bringing you into His land. Uh, number four is almsgiving, kind of an, an outdated term, but it's really talking about almsgiving is giving to the poor. Proverbs 28, 27 says, He who gives to the poor will not lack. Hey, Pastor Donis Nkone, God bless you, buddy. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for opening doors to us into your homeland in Tanzania. We can't wait to, uh, to get to interact with and have fellowship with your family. It's really exciting to us. It's, it's a blessing. You guys are doing a great work at ANBC. All Nations Breakthrough Church in Columbus, Ohio. If you're looking for a great church in the Columbus area to go to, that's a great church. That's a great pastor. That's a great man of God. Man of integrity. Man of power and authority. Amen. They don't make them like that just anywhere. So you got to get linked up with the right people. And, and, and he is of that ilk. Amen. Almsgiving. Proverbs 28, 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. Now, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 3, uh, when you do a charitable deed, when you give alms, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So it's not wrong to give in public. Uh, you know, David, 
King David, King Solomon, they gave uh, publicly uh, to lead by example. Uh, Barnabas, you know, after a, a sale of land, gave, and, and, and people were aware of it. But what the Bible is really talking about here is, is that when we're giving to the poor, it's to be done privately. And that it, that's, it's done that way to protect the dignity of the poor, to protect the dignity of the person that you're helping. Now, we got to get our heads around and really get our hearts around this concept. Prosperity is not God meeting your needs. Prosperity is God empowering you to meet the needs of your nation. Prosperity isn't God meeting your needs. It's God empowering you to make a difference in the needs around you. God bless you, Priscilla. Love you. Appreciate your support. Amen. God empowering you to meet the needs of your nation. So when you give to the poor, it's not a humanitarian project. It's not a, a social experiment. It is a divinely inspired act that releases blessing in your life to do more. Hallelujah. You get to the place in your walk with God where you're, look, you're literally looking for ways to be a blessing, looking for ways to do more, looking for ways to give God more because you recognize that you can never outgive God. Hallelujah. Well, look at Psalm 41, verses 1 to 3. These are blessings that God gives to those who consider the poor. It says, blessed is he who considers the poor. Now listen to these blessings. The Lord will deliver him from trouble. The Lord will preserve you and keep you alive. If you consider the poor, right? The Lord will, uh, he will bless you on the earth. You will not, he, he will deliver you from uh, the will of your enemies. The Lord will strengthen you on your bed of illness. And he will sustain you on, his, on your sickbed. God will honor you as you help the poor. When you help the poor and needy, it does not go unnoticed. Jesus said, whatsoever you do under the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Your giving to the poor gets God's attention. Uh, giving number five, sacrificial giving. So uh, Matthew chapter 26, verses 6 through 13. Matthew 26, 6 through 13. It's a great passage of scripture. It's a great, um, great story. It says, when Jesus was in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him having an alabaster flax, a very costly fragrant oil, and she poured it on his head as he sat at the table. But when his disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, why this waste? For this fragrant oil might have been sold for much and given to the poor. I know we just talked about giving to the poor, but Jesus had something to say specifically uh, to, to those that were questioning this 
this mighty act of faith and love by this woman. He said, uh, but when Jesus was aware of it, verse 10, he said to them, why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always, but me you do not have always. For in pouring this fragrant oil on my body, she did it for my burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told as a memorial to her. So when is an offering a sacrifice? When you've given beyond your best. Let me put it this way. An offering is a sacrifice when it hurts. When you've given beyond your best. Think of Abraham and Isaac at the altar of sacrifice. That is giving beyond your best. You could say that that is even supernaturally inspired giving. I've yet to talk to a parent that could even begin to wrap their head around laying their own child on the altar of sacrifice. And not just laying him there, but being the one who's going to sacrifice him. Oftentimes, a sacrificial gift is giving all you have. And that, that's Abraham and Isaac. I mean, this is the child they prayed for, God promised, they waited for, and, and, and he's laying it all out there. This woman, when she broke that alabaster box or flask of oil, she gave everything she had. That was more than a year's wages, that, that costly fragrant oil that she poured out over Jesus. More than a year's wages. Crying. Wiping his feet with her hair. Her tears falling. Hey, no tears, no sacrifice. Sacrificial giving is when you're moved of God to give sacrificially or you're moved out of your need. I mean, I've heard people say, if it doesn't meet your need, it must be seed. And sometimes a year's wages, for example, it's not enough. A year's wages won't fund, a year my wages won't fund uh, bringing 10,000 souls into the kingdom this year. So if it, if it doesn't meet your need, it must be a seed for you to sow. So that's where this comes from. When we're believing God uh, to, to, to bring a provision that without which, without that provision, I will not be able to accomplish what he's called me to do. That's the kind of thing that will drive you to give a sacrificial gift. I want you to remember something. Remember, you know, the disciple said that she was being wasteful. But remember that what the devil calls waste, God calls worship. 
That's sacrificial giving. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So God knows, and that was Jesus who said that, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. God knows there's a connection between your treasure and your heart. And when when you're willing to give even sacrificially, that's an indication that your treasure, that your heart is firmly placed with Jesus. Well, let's look at the sixth one, honoring a man of God. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 9 to 10, make sure you get on and say hello and let us know where you're from. We like to know that. We appreciate you being on, but we like to know where you're, where you're from, where you're getting on from. Amen. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 9 to 10. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. So this is a story of the Shunammite woman who is on, wants to honor and bless the prophet Elisha. And in this story, honoring a man of God triggered a blessing that money couldn't buy. I want you to remember that. When you honor a man of God, you're triggering a blessing. You're provoking God to move in such a way to bring into your life that which even money can't buy. In this case, she wanted a child. She wanted a son. And her giving provoked God to bring an answer to her prayer. When you bless a man of God, God will see to it that he blesses you. When you what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. God takes who you honor seriously. So it matters who you're linked up with. It matters who you're yoked with in the spirit. It matters, uh, you, you know, that you're, you're linked with someone who not only shares your DNA, but shares God's DNA in his heart, in his character, in his integrity, in his family, in his ministry. Right, Jesus said, inasmuch as you did to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. God takes who you honor seriously. So honor your pastor no matter what. I don't care if he's an average preacher. Honor him. Because God, it gets God's attention. Honoring a man of God. Be an encouragement. Be a blessing. If uh, your pastor is not, you know, his preaching or whatever doesn't meet your standards, uh, you know, do something about it, right? Be an encourager. Be a blessing. Encourage him and spur him on to, to greater 
and greater things. Right? Be a part of the solution. Be a part of the answer. Right? Be a blessing. It gets God's attention. God will honor you when you honor a man of God. Well, the seventh one, seventh and final one, partnering with a traveling ministry. Partnering with a traveling ministry. In Luke chapter 8, 1 to 3, now it came to pass afterward that he, being Jesus, went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chuzza, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. So this is a story, right? Jesus was, he had an itinerant ministry. He moved around. He traveled. Hey, Dustin and Elizabeth, God bless you guys. Appreciate you so much. You guys are, appreciate all your help linking together with us in ministry. There's Nikoya. God bless you, Nikoya. I'm praying blessing over you and Andrea. Thank you for the seed that you sowed in this ministry. Thank you for your partnership. It means more to you than you could know. And some great people. Love you guys. So these were, these were women that um, Jesus had touched. He had healed. He had delivered uh, demonically. He had done great works. And right, he who's forgiven much loves much. Amen. And so, so they were motivated. They, hey, they were clearly, you know, if you want believers, people who believe in your ministry, cast the devil out of them. Heal their, their bodies. Right? Raise the dead. They, they were sold out and they were willing to provide for him of their substance. I mean, in Philippians chapter 4, uh, we see that the Philippian church, they were the only ones that partnered with Paul financially. They were only the only ones that encouraged him and supported him. And you see it in, in Philippians 19. In fact, I'm going to take a look at, in my Dakes Bible. I'm just going to pick up, now it's King James, but verse 14, chapter 4, verse 14 of Philippians, not, notwithstanding, you have done well, this is the Apostle Paul talking, that you did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once, and again, unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. There it is. Fruit abounding to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And here it is, money verse Verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. 
The note says this is a promise that is still true to those who are in Christ and who are faithful to God as the Philippians were. Did you catch that? This is a promise that is still true to those who are in Christ and who are faithful to God as were the Philippians. Hallelujah. So the Shunammite woman's blessing from Elisha brought her a son, brought, back, brought that son back to life after he died, gave her notice of a coming famine, and after the famine, restored uh, all of her property. So in both of these examples, the Shunammite woman with Elijah and um, the Philippian church with the Apostle Paul, God took them forward, even when it looked like they were going backwards. Right? The thief came in to try to devour, to steal, kill, and destroy, but God had the final word, and He restored them, and He moved them forward. Isaiah 48, 17, Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. It is onward and upward with God when we discover and give ourselves to the four ways of giving that are laid out in Scripture. When we do that, when we're faithful to do that, it opens us up to a corresponding blessing in each area. It begins with the tithe, moves through the offering, all the way down through uh, supporting a traveling ministry, almsgiving, first fruit giving, honoring a man of God, every way and every aspect. It opens us up to the blessing, the manifest blessing of God. And let me tell you something else that opens you up to the manifest blessing of God. Receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you're listening to me today and you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior, don't wait. It is the doorway that opens you up to all the blessings and promises from God's Word. Jesus is coming again soon. Don't wait. Don't put it off. If you're thinking, well, I'll do it later, or I'll get my act together, and then I'll do it, I'm telling you, you're listening to the wrong voice. That's not the voice of God. God's Word says, today is the day of salvation. God's Word says, I'm not willing that any would be lost, but that all would come to repentance. Today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. If you're listening to me today, perhaps you, you were raised in the church, but uh, something happened, uh, a, a catastrophic, catastrophic event. Something happened, a loss of a job, death of a loved one, a, a severe illness. I don't know what it was. It was a trauma. Something happened to you, and it knocked you off course. And, and, and today, you find yourself feeling very distant from God. And the devil wants you to believe that you've gone too far, that God can't reach you, won't receive you. The devil's a liar. There is nothing, there's no sin that you could ever do that God cannot and will not redeem and redeem you from in your life. Don't wait. Don't put off for tomorrow 
what God intends for you today. Receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. All you have to do is admit that you've sinned, believe that, you, that Jesus can save you, and confess Him as your Lord. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. I want to pray a prayer for you. And I want you to repeat this prayer out loud. And when you repeat this prayer out loud, you will be saved. Jesus said, whoever confesses me before men, him I will confess before God. So I want you to repeat this prayer after me out loud. And when we say amen, you will be saved. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sins to you. I repent of my sin. Please forgive me of my sin and please come into my heart and life and make me a new person. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer with me today, let me be the first to welcome you to the family of God. You are my newest brother or sister in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. When you prayed that prayer with me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, I tell you, you are saved. You are a Christian. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. I want you to do something for me. Go to our website at revivalnow.com. On the front page of our website, there's a button that you can click that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and we have some resources that we've prepared there for you that, that we want, to, want you to get under your belt. And, and we also want you, like you to, to fill out the, the form that, you, that gives us your contact information. If you please fill that out, that will help us so much because we want to know who you are. We want to pray for you by name. We want to support you and be a resource to you in your, your faith journey in Christ Jesus. And the, the only way we can do that is if we know who you are and we know how to contact you. We promise we won't be contacting you uh, a, a bunch of times. We promise that your information won't end up on a mailing list or, or, or anything else like that. Uh, you won't be solicited for money. None of those things. We just want to know who you are and we want to be able to pray for you by name and we want to be able to be a resource for you in your journey with Christ Jesus. So if you please do that, that would help us out a lot. It'd mean a lot to us. And we want to give everybody an opportunity to partner with our ministry. If, you, if you're interested in sowing a seed into this ministry, uh, there are a number of different ways that you can do that. Um, you can go to revivalnow.com forward slash invest now. That's revival.com forward slash invest now. And just follow the prompts. It's really easy. I know it is because I've done it, and if I can do it, I feel like just about anybody can. 
Uh, so you go to our website, revivalnow.com forward slash invest now. Or, or on your phone, you can text RNGIVE to 888-364-4483. That's 888-364-4483. You can find us on Cash App. Just search for dollar sign RNGIVE. That's dollar sign RNGIVE on Cash App. PayPal, uh, for those internationally, uh, PayPal's a little bit easier to use. Just search for at RNGIVE at PayPal at RNGIVE. And if you want to give the old-fashioned way, you can make your checks payable to Revival Now and mail them to P.O. Box 411, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. That's P.O. Box 411, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. And remember, uh, when you partner with this ministry, every soul that comes into the kingdom is credited to your account as well. We believe this is good soil to sow your seed into, and, and we, are, uh, we, just are, uh, we thank God for all of our partners who partner together with us in prayer who, who, and partner with us in financial giving as well. Um, we want you to do that because, uh, you know, obviously we appreciate the ability to, to get the, the gospel out to more and more people all the time, but based on the seven uh, ways that you can give in, in the Bible with the corresponding blessing, we want you to give because we know that God is going to pour out a blessing to you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured into your lap. A blessing greater than you can contain. Amen. So as you're, as you're giving and finding your ways, I'll ask the, 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 the team to flash those different uh, ways that you can give on the screen as I pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for each person that prayed with me and received Jesus Christ as their Savior or rededicated their life. I pray your blessing upon them. Shine your light upon them, Lord. Set their feet on solid ground. I pray for them and I pray for every person who's partnering together with us in ministry. God, that you would bless them abundantly. They represent hopes and dreams, passions and desires. They represent an incredible amount of kingdom potential. Father, bless them. Pour your spirit out upon them. Pour a blessing out. Open the windows of heaven over them. And I thank you for rebuking the devourer for their name's sake. I thank you that all nations will call them blessed. In Jesus' name. I thank you even now, Father, that you're breaking bondages off of people through their faithfulness. I thank you, Father, that they have your attention, that you smile upon them, and that greater works than you did when you walked the earth, they will do, because you went to the Father and sent the Holy Spirit. Bless them with fresh anointing and fresh wind in their sails. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
And everybody said together, you can even type it in the comments. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining together with us. On behalf of everyone here in the Revival Now studios here in Marysville, Ohio, we want you to know that we love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we look forward to when we get to see you face to face. God bless you. 